Alright, alright, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It is LJ Talks Facts, right? Here. It's the facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Monday afternoon so far. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good today, I would say. Alright, I'm talk about my Dallas Cowboys versus the Jacksonville Jaguars from yesterday. And we're also going to talk about my Dallas Cowboys clinching a playoff spot. And no, they didn't clinch a playoff spot because of this game. Here we go. Here we fucking go. So, I will be honest, going into this game against the Jags, I didn't take them for granted. Because the Jaguars have been a tricky team this season. They started off 2-1. I thought they were going to make a nice run. Then they went towards like 2-6. and six, Then they lost like five or six straight games, whatever it was. Now they're 6-8 and because they beat my Dallas Cowboys yesterday. And they're only one game out. They are only one game out. Of the AFC South. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has played really good this season. Like I said, under Doug Peterson, he's played really good. There's nothing else I could say. And, you know, Doug Peterson knows how to play the Dallas Cowboys. He's played them so many times. Because I think he was he was the Eagles head coach from 2016 to 2020. So he faced us, faced us all the time. He knew, he knew all the tricks. He knew all the shit. So... That's why I thought this game was definitely a trap game, honestly. It felt like a trap game. You know, Trevor Lawrence in the first half really didn't play all that good, but in the second half, he turned it around. You know, so yesterday I was watching it. I was watching at my cousin's house, so, you know, I was catching, like, back and forth. I, mi- I did miss some plays here and there, but, of course, like, the second half I really caught a lot, I would say. And I seriously thought the Dallas Cowboys were going to win this game. I really thought we were going to win because there's the whole scenario thing. If we were to beat the Jags yesterday, we clinch a playoff spot. So the only way the Cowboys, well, we did clinch a playoff spot. So not because of this game, though, because the Giants, the Giants beat the Commanders last night. So we are in the playoffs. Am I happy? Yes. It doesn't sound like it because of what happened in yesterday's game. It's definitely not the way I wanted to clinch a playoff spot. But you know what? It is what it is. We're in. So like I said, I'm sure... I'm sure these guys didn't even celebrate when they clinched. I'm sure after that Giants-Commanders game, I'm sure the players didn't really celebrate as much. They probably were like, all right, we're in, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done after what happened yesterday. I would like to hope these guys didn't celebrate. They better not have. If they would have won yesterday against Jacksonville, then yeah, they clinched, They would have clinched right then and there. Then you celebrate. But that's not the way you clinch a playoff spot. It's not the way you want to clinch. You know what I mean? That's all that I got to say. So I really hope to God these guys didn't celebrate last night. Because there's no reason to. There's absolutely no reason to. No reason at all. If they celebrated, they're fucking clowns. Or even if it's just one person, then that person's a clown. I don't care who it is, they're a clown then for celebrating. Because you shouldn't. That's You shouldn't celebrate that. I mean, seriously? That's fucking ridiculous. But I, I will admit, though... I will admit, though, this is one of the worst games I probably ever saw. Or one of the worst blown games I ever saw as a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. Because they haven't had a collapse like this in, a, in probably a while. I would say in probably a while. Other than against Green Bay back in November. I mean, this was, what, by 17 points? That's only three points more than the Green Bay game. But this felt like we were up by a lot more, honestly. We went up 27-10. to 10. I thought it was over. 
I, I'm being completely honest. I mean, it's never over till it's over. But I thought we had this game in the bag. I really thought we had it. It's a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes in this game in the second half. But breaking down the first half right here. Going into the first quarter, I was able to catch uh, the end of the first drive when we got to my cousin's house. They had the game on, so we were watching it. Cowboys wound up punting it at the Jags 46. It looked like they were going to go for on fourth and seven at the Jags 41, but they were just trying to draw them offside, so it was a delayed game. We wound up punting the ball. So then Jags get the ball right here. They're at their own 43, and they're running back. Uh, Travis and Tenney Jr. fumbled the ball, and Donovan Wolves was able to recover it. So I'm like, all right, there we go. Good defensive stop. We got a turnover. Then we moved the ball pretty good down the field. Pollard got a nine-yard catch. Then he ran for no yards, got a three-yard gain, then an 11-yard gain. Then Zeke got an eight-yard gain, and then he got a 10-yard touchdown, 7 nothing Dallas. So I was like, all right, good shit, good shit right there. You love to see it. Good drive after getting a turnover. That's what you got to do. You got to score a touchdown. And that was a really good drive. They ran the ball majority of this drive. Zeke got in for the 10-yard touchdown. We're up 7 nothing. All right, let's go. Then the Jags go three and out. And I'm like, all right, good, good. You love to see that right there. They went three and out in the next possession right away. Which started off with a Micah Parsons sack. Started off with a Micah Parsons sack, and then we were able to shut them down right there. And then this next drive led into the uh, second quarter. So we got to the Jags 20, and Peyton Hendershot got the touchdown, and we go up 14 to nothing. I'm like, all right, I like what I see right here. Prescott looked really good. Well, the first. The first touchdown drive, they just ran it. But this drive right here, they did pass it a little bit more. Threw a nice pass to Hendershot. He got the touchdown. I've given Hendershot a lot of... I've given him a lot of shit this season. But that was a nice touchdown. And also forgot, Tyron Smith came back in this game. So I think this is what, his first game of the season, I believe. Didn't do that bad, honestly. I've given Tyron Smith a lot of shit over the years. He looked pretty good yesterday. I don't think he got any holding calls, which he's gotten a lot over the years. I don't think he got one yesterday, so he played pretty good. Um, T.Y. Hilton didn't play in this game, so he wasn't ready. So you have to hope that he's ready for Christmas Eve against the Eagles on Saturday. We're going to need him, especially after what happened with Noah Brown yesterday in overtime. Yeah, we're going to need T.Y. Hilton out there. We're going to need him out there. It's nothing against Noah Brown. He's had a good season. I'd say a decent season. I would say a decent season, but after what happened last night, uh, yeah, you need T.Y. out there. So hopefully he's ready on Saturday against uh, against Philly. Obviously that game will be on TV, so of course I'm gonna catch it. You know, we'll see what happens in that game. But yeah, so Hendershot got the touchdown. We go 14 nothing. I'm like, all right, we gotta bury these guys right here. That's what we gotta do. But then this is where the defense kind of started to fall apart a little bit. Just a little bit, they started to fall apart. Because the Jags, they just moved the ball completely down the field. They killed the clock a little bit. They moved the ball right down the field. Got to our five-yard line. Zay Jones got the touchdown. It's 14-7. to I just didn't like that defense. I didn't like the defense at all on this possession. We looked like shit. We absolutely looked like shit. And then it started becoming a recurring thing. Towards the end of the game, it really did. It seriously, seriously did. And it was annoying. It really was.
It was terrible. It was really fucking terrible. And I will say this, though. I will say this, though. This fucking guy, Kelvin Joseph, my God, is he fucking terrible. One of our cornerbacks, he is fucking terrible. I would rather Anthony Brown out there. And that's saying something. I hate Anthony Brown. I fucking despise Anthony Brown. I would rather him out there than Kelvin Joseph. This guy, Kelvin Joseph, is terrible. He is fucking terrible, man. I mean, Jesus motherfucking Christ. Is he bad? Seriously, he's fucking bad. He does not know what he's doing out there. This secondary, a majority of why this defense collapsed was the secondary. The secondary was awful yesterday. And it's been awful the last two games. I might even say the last three games, I have to say. Well, actually, well, from the first half to the third quarter against the Colts, it was bad. The fourth quarter, they stepped up. But, yeah, a majority of the last three games, the defense in the secondary has been terrible. It has not been good. I'm sorry, but it hasn't. I'm just telling like it is. This kid, Kelvin Joseph, needs to step it up. And you're facing the Eagles team on Saturday that has Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. You better wake the fuck up. I don't want to hear, oh, he's young. Wake the fuck up now. We're a playoff team. You better be ready. If you can't stop Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown, you're not going to be able to stop Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in the fucking playoffs. You're just not. It's not going to happen. you got to start off with baby steps. These next three teams, you got the Eagles, Titans, and Commanders to end the season. You have to lock down their fucking receivers. If you could do that, maybe you'll have a chance against Evans and Godwin. So, Kelvin Joseph, you useless piece of shit, wake the fuck up. I don't give a shit. Wake the fuck up. Enough is enough here. And you could say, oh, you're being too harsh on the guy. You're a playoff team. I don't give a shit that we're a playoff team. If we can't wake the fuck up right here, if there aren't adjustments made to this defense, Kelvin Joseph, I'm looking at you, this team is going to be one and done. Because the offense I'm not concerned about. I'm really not. I know Prescott has thrown picks the last four games. Uh, like, legit, the last four games Prescott has thrown interception through. Two against the Giants. Let's see. So, the last four games, two against the Giants. I believe it was one against the Colts and one against Houston. Actually, I'll, 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 I'll pick it up right here. Let me, let me just do that. I got you guys. Because I don't want to be wrong on this one. I think a lot of these games had multi, multiple interceptions, I believe. I believe so. So against the Giants, I'm pulling up right now. Against the Giants, he had two picks. Pull up the Colts game now. Go to week 13. Against the Colts, he had... Was it two or was it one? He had one pick, so that's three in two games. Against Houston, I believe he had two. Where's the game? Here it is. Pull the stats right here. Yep, he had two in that game. So that's five and three games. So then he had two against Jacksonville. He's got seven interceptions the last four games. You could say, well, maybe he's still hurt. Well, listen, I like Dak, but if he is hurt, if he's truly hurt still, then you got to say something because you're fucking over the team then if you're hurt. I will admit, the first interception here against the Jags, mm, I, I don't know if I can blame him that much. But, of course, the last interception that happened the second and last interception in this game, that was not his fault. That was 100% not his fault. And if you're blaming, if you're seriously blaming fucking Prescott for that last interception right there that cost us the game, 
the pick six right there at the end of the game. Prescott did not cost us this game. He didn't. One, the defense sold the whole game. Or say majority of the game, the defense sold. Because you look at that last drive in the fourth quarter the Cowboys had to regain the lead. Who carried that drive? Prescott did. So you can't blame him for that pick six. It's not like he threw it right at the defender. We'll get to it, but again, that was not his fault. If you're blaming Prescott for that interception, or if you're blaming him for this collapse, you're an idiot. But the only reason why I'm saying is, if he's hurt still, he's got to say something. That's what a leader does right there. If he's legitimately still hurt, you got to say something. you got to say something. Because some of these interceptions that he has thrown recently, they are kind of questionable. Some of them are. But also some of them aren't his fault. But I'm just saying, he has thrown a lot of picks this season. So if he is hurt, got to say something. Maybe he's not. I, I don't know. Philly's a big test right here on Saturday. Philly's defense is good, though. But the thing with Philly is they did struggle to beat the Bears. They only beat them by five points. We blew out the Bears back in October by 20. The Eagles have struggled against some teams. They really have. They are beatable. Obviously, the division's out of reach. It's out of reach. They're not going to get it. The only way the Cowboys can get it is if we win the next three games and the Eagles lose the next three games. The Eagles are not going to lose three in a row. Not going to happen. So it's whatever. We have, to, we have to deal with a wild card spot. That's fine. We're in the playoffs. Whatever. But Saturday has to be a statement game. It has to be a statement game that proves that we can hang with really good teams. Because Philly is a really good team. They're an elite team. They're 13-1. They didn't get there by accident. They didn't get there by accident. They very much should be 14-0. They should have beaten Washington on Monday night last month in Philly. They should have. They absolutely should have. So that would be a statement win right there on Saturday. That's all I'm trying to say. But back to this game. The next possession, the next possession after Jacksonville scored their first touchdown, we did bounce back. It was another nice drive. And Noel Brown got a one-yard touchdown on second and goal at the Jags one. I'm like, all right, 21 to 7. And here's the thing. I know you guys are probably like, oh, but you were just criticizing Noel Brown. Yes, I was. Here's the thing, though, about Noel Brown. He did have a good game right here. He absolutely did. But in the end, he did cost us. That's what I'm saying. I don't think T.Y. Hilton does that. I don't think Gallup does that. I don't think Lamb does that. That's all I'm trying to say. So he did screw us right there. That's all I'm trying to say. In the end, he did. So the Jags here in the next possession, they did go three and out. I'm thinking it would be really nice to get a huge touchdown to really bury Jacksonville. But on third and one, our own 43, Paolo got tackled for a seven-yard loss. I was like, fuck. But then the Jags didn't do anything on the next possession. They just moved the ball down the field a little bit. It goes to the third quarter. We got ball. Oh, excuse me. Jacksonville has ball. My fault on that one. And this is like where the defense right here, well, it didn't really fully collapse. Like in the end, it did. In the end, it really fully collapsed. But Jacksonville, a nice drive right here. We were able to hold him to a field goal, which I would take. I was like, all right. We'll hold him to a field goal. That's fine. It's 21 to 10. We hold him to the field goal. That's good. Next possession right here for the Cowboys. Great possession. CeeDee Lamb back-to-back. Huge gains. 39-yard gain. 22-yard gain. And then we got to uh, the Jags' six-yard line. Brett Maher kicked the 24-yard field goal. I'm like, all right, 24 to 10. That was a good drive, though. That was a really good drive. We got points back. And then it was second and 10 for Jacksonville. 
here at their 37. And then Trevor Lawrence doing an interception to Dayron Bland, the rookie who's had a pretty good season, returned for 15 yards. I'm like, all right, now you can really bury Jacksonville. But they didn't. We wound up kicking a 53-yard field goal. Brett Maher at the 35-yard line for Jacksonville. It's 27-10. I mean, listen, it's points. You know, at that point, you're like, all right, it's points. We'll take it. But now this is where the team fell apart. This is where they fell apart right here. First and 10 for the Jags at their own 41. Trevor Lawrence threw a bomb to Zay Jones. Touchdown, 27-17. And I'm like, it's not over yet. That's why I really needed a touchdown in that last possession. That would have been nice. That would have been huge. And what happens on this next possession? Prescott gets sacked on first down, and then he throws a pick to Rashawn Jenkins. So Jacksonville did get a 10-yard penalty for an illegal block, but that didn't really mean anything because first and 10 our own 39. Jamal Agnew ran for 30 yards. A couple plays later, third and goal. Trevor Lawrence found Marvin Jones Jr. It's 27-24. to 24. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You could see this coming, though. You could see this coming. You could see the collapse coming from a mile away. So the next Cowboys drive leads into the fourth quarter where they don't do anything. And the Jags right here, they move the ball down the field in this possession. And they get back, and they fucking take the lead. I was about to say get back the lead. This is their first lead of the game. Start off with first and 10 at their own 25 with 14, 17 to go. They wound up getting a touchdown at the three-yard line with 10.03 to go. Zay Jones, three-yard touchdown. Jacksonville's up 31 to 27. And after that, though, the Dallas Cowboys were very smart on this next possession. Their last offensive possession. Actually, not their last offensive possession, excuse me. Their second-to-last offensive possession here in the fourth quarter. They got the ball with 10.03 to go. The drive ended with 3.02 to go. Let's break down the plays. CeeDee Lamb, 25-yard catch. Pollard, 5-yard gain. Prescott, 4-yard gain. Prescott, 1-yard gain. Pollard, 6-yard gain. Pollard, 3-yard gain. Prescott, 2-yard gain. Zeke, 5-yard gain. Gallup, 2-yard catch. Pollard, 5-yard catch. Pollard, no gain on a run. Noah Brown, 4-yard gain on a catch. And then Noah Brown, 13-yard touchdown. The Dallas Cowboys regain the lead 34-31. to I'm like, all right, well, the game's not over. 3-0-2 to go. Let's fucking lock down this game now. Let's stop Jacksonville in this possession. Let's get the ball back and end this shit. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. I was pumped up a little bit. I'm like, all right, well, it's not over, though. Let's stop them. Let's break down the Jags' possession right here. First and 10. Five-yard gain for Evan Ingram on a catch. Seven-yard gain on a catch by Christian Kirk. Then Lawrence to an incomplete pass to Marvin Jones. Jamal Agnew made a catch for five yards. Then a two-minute warning hit. Then Christian Kirk got an eight-yard gain on a catch. And then Trevor Lawrence ran up the middle for 11 yards. But J. Ron Curse, who's an underrated piece on this defense, hits Trevor Lawrence. Micah Parsons recovers the fumble. No gain right there. We get the ball back. And I'm like, let's fucking go. We legit can win this game now. That's where I started to feel like, okay, maybe we're going to win this game. But it's not over, though. Jacksonville still has all their timeouts. Maybe we can lock down this game. Just maybe this game is over. I was wrong. The Cowboys go three and out. Zeke Elliott, three-yard loss. Jacksonville timeout. Pollard, three-yard gain. Jacksonville timeout. Noel Brown, incomplete pass. 
if Prescott makes an incomplete, if Prescott makes a complete pass, excuse me, or they run for a first down, game over. So we want a punt in the ball. Jacksonville is 101 to go. Break it down. Trevor Lawrence do back-to-back incomplete passes, but then third and ten, Christian Kirk, who's been really good for Jacksonville this season, gets a 15-yard gain on a catch. Jermichael uh, Hasty got a two-yard gain on a catch, and then Ever Ingram five-yard gain on a catch. And Dallas had to call a timeout because I think we were on sell right there. We weren't really set up. And Trevor Lawrence found Zane Jones. Zay Jones for a 19-yard catch. Jacksonville takes a timeout at their own at our own 30. We take a timeout to ice the kicker. But Riley Patterson, that was no problem for him. He nails the 48-yard field goal, and this game is going overtime. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. We were up 27 to 10. 27 to 10 late in the third quarter. By the end of the third quarter, it was 27-24. And going to overtime, 34-34. Like I said, the defense sold. And you could see oh, the offense went three and out when they had a chance to bury it. Should never have been in that position to begin with. The Cowboys should have never blown this lead. They should have never. They should have never blown this lead in this game. This game should have been over. Should have been over early. So the Jags get the ball first. Or I shouldn't say get the ball first. They won the coin toss to get the ball here in OT. Let's break down their plays. They did go three and out. Travis and Eddie Jr. ran for a one-yard gain. And then Lawrence threw an incomplete pass to Marvin Jones. Then Jacksonville got a five-yard penalty for false start. And then Travis NT made a catch for 11-yard gain, but it wasn't enough for a first down. Obviously, the Jags weren't going to go for and fourth and three at their own 32. That's very ballsy. And then here we go. Three straight running plays. Pollard got a 21-yard gain, huge first down to her own 41. And he got a six-yard gain on the run and then no gain on this run. And then third and four at her own 47. Prescott threw a pass that was intercepted by Rashawn Jenkins. And he returns it for a 52-yard touchdown, pick six, and the Jaguars defeat my Dallas Cowboys 40-34. to So all I got to say was that was Noel Brown's fault. That was Noel Brown's fault. It hit his hands. You got to catch that ball. It deflected off him into Rashawn Jenkins' hands, and he returned it for a pick six. I thought for a second maybe it hit the ground, but nope. Clear, on the re- clear as day on the replay, pick six. I seriously couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. I really couldn't believe it. That is, that really has to be the most embarrassing loss of the season. I thought losing to Green Bay was the most embarrassing loss this year. Nope. Jacksonville takes the cake. Jacksonville takes the cake on that one. Fucking embarrassing. I thought when Pollard had that 21-yard gain on that first, on that run right there to get the huge first down, I thought... Just get in the field goal range, set up Brett Maher, win this fucking game. That's all I was thinking. Don't do anything stupid. And that wasn't a stupid pass. It was it was a good pass. It hit Noel Brown. You got to make that catch. It was right to him. It's not like Prescott completely missed him. And Rashawn Jenkins was right there for the pick. He was right there for the pick. But it's not like, you know, it was... It's not like Noel Brown was in the middle and Prescott throws to the left. There's nobody around but Jenkins. You know, you know what I mean? That's on Noel Brown right there. I'm sure he knows that. But like I'm saying, I don't think T.Y. Hilton does that. That's why you need him in there on Saturday. I don't think Gallup does that. I don't think C.D. Lamb does that. 
not trying I'm not trying to completely shit on Noah Brown because like I said he has had a decent season he's had his moments where he has been good he absolutely has but that's that's inexcusable I'm sorry but it's inexcusable you gotta make that catch you gotta make that catch that was heartbreaking it really was it seriously seriously was heartbreaking should have won that game yesterday that should have been the way to clinch the playoffs. That should have been the way to clinch a playoff spot. With a win. Not with help from the Giants. But a lot of guys need to be held accountable for this loss. I know Noel Brown had two touchdowns. I understand that. I understand that. I completely understand it. Mistakes do happen. But he's got to be held accountable for that. He's got to catch that ball. you got to catch it. But also the defense... It's more or less the defense needs to be held accountable more than Noah Brown. Noah Brown needs to be held a little bit accountable. The defense completely needs to be held accountable. The defense could not pressure Lawrence at all. I know Leighton Vander Esch got hurt in this game. He hurt his neck, so I don't, I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna take a look right now and see if he's okay. Because they did say he was gonna have an MRI today, so I'm not sure how long he's gonna be out. Let's see. Ian Rappaport actually uh, posted this a couple hours ago. The MRI on Cowboys linebacker Leighton Van Der Esch actually revealed a right shoulder stinger, not a neck injury. Thank God, source said. While he did have neck issues, while he did have a neck issue, okay, this is Jesus Christ. While he did have a neck issue a years ago, oh my God, it's basically while he had neck issues years ago. The MRI and CT scan clearly. Let me let me start over again. Sorry, because Jesus Christ, I can't even fucking talk now. The MRI on Cowboys linebacker Leighton Van Der Esch actually revealed a right shoulder stinger, not a neck injury. Source said, while he did have neck issues years ago, the MRI and CAT scan cleared it, and this issue is unrelated. He's still short, he's still sore, and may miss time, but overall, it's good news. All right, so. Van Der Esch is probably going to miss the game against Philly. He probably is. But we're going to need him during the playoffs. Because Van Der Esch has had a solid season. Thank God it's not a neck injury. I remember when he hurt his neck back in 2019. So thank God it wasn't his neck. It's just a shoulder stinger. So hopefully we'll see him back on the field against either Tennessee or Washington. Or if you want to save him for the playoffs, that's completely fine. You don't got to force him out there. Hopefully he doesn't try to force himself out there. Please. Just thank God he's okay. Thank God it could it could have been a whole lot worse. So thank God he's okay. I was a little bit worried. And I've given Van Der Esch a lot of shit, but this year he has been solid. So thank God he's okay. But a lot of guys here on the defense need to be held accountable, though, going back to like Kelvin Joseph. He's the number one guy that needs to be held accountable. Because who is Trevor Lawrence throwing to majority of this game? He's throwing his side. Kelvin Joseph can't cover anybody. He seriously cannot cover anybody. I don't want to hear, oh, he's still young, he's still young. Wake the fuck up. Wake up. Seriously, I don't want to hear it. No excuses. You play for the fucking Dallas Cowboys. No excuses. If he was a rookie, different story. You're in your sophomore year, kid. Wake the fuck up here. That's why Jerry Jones is right. That's why Jerry Jones was right to say about Kelvin Joseph. You know, he's got to figure it out. He's got to figure it out. That's what that, he's right. He's absolutely fucking right. He's got to wake up right here. 
He has to wake up. That's all I'm trying to say. He's got to wake up. That's all I'm trying to say about Kelvin Joseph. He's got to wake it up. He's got to wake up now. You know, he automatically gets my love because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He automatically gets my love. Every player on this team has my love. They play for my team. I love them. So, am I being harsh on him? Yes. Because you got to wake up. That's it. You got to be able to cover guys here. You're in the NFL. You got to cover. Figure it out. You got to figure out. Do something else. Study your ass off right now. That's what he should be doing. I hope that he is. I hope he's not goofing off doing stupid shit. Just please. That's all I'm asking. Just study your ass off right here. Be ready for the Philly game. Step it up. If he gets a pick on Saturday, that'd be huge. That can get him going. He needs a pick, honestly. That will really get him going. Because we're going to need him come playoff time. Because we're in the playoffs. We're going to need this guy. Can he turn around? Absolutely. He's young. But you got to be able to cover guys here, man. You got to be able to. Because who do you think Jalen Hurts, which side is Jalen Hurts going to throw to on Saturday? He's going to look to Kelvin Joseph's side. Whoever Joseph is covering, whether it's Brown or Smith, Hurts is going to look that way. He's not going to look to Diggs. Diggs has been locked down this year, honestly. Diggs has really waked up. And you can say, we got 11 picks last year. Look how many yards Diggs gave up. Despite the 11 picks, look at the, look at the yards he gave up last season. Just look at it. This year, it's not as bad. That's why I said with Diggs right here, he's got to become a lockdown corner, which he very much has been. He very much has. So, I mean, Joseph has to figure out something else right here. you got to figure it out. What he's doing right now is not working. It's not working at all, man. Come on. It's, you got to have that next man mentality. You're not going to get another chance like this. Because... Anthony Brown's going to be coming back next season. If you can't step it up right here, he's going to be gone. And Joseph's still young. He still has a little bit of trade value. He's 23 years old. So either he's going to get traded or he's going to get cut after the season if he doesn't step it up. So let's go. No excuses now. No more excuses. No more moral victories. No more of that. Enough is enough. After yesterday, that was embarrassing. Yesterday was embarrassing. And maybe the Cowboys needed that punch in the mouth. Maybe that motivates them. Maybe they go 3-0 the rest of the way this season to finish 13-4. Obviously, it's not going to get in the division because Philly's not losing 3 in a row. But you look at the team the Cowboys are matched up with right now. They're matched up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a wild card game. If the season ended right now... The Cowboys will play the Bucks, And I'm being so serious. If you can't, I know it's Brady. I know it's Brady. But if you seriously cannot beat this Buccaneers team, the way that they are playing now, somebody's got to get fired. I'm sorry. Somebody has to get fired. You got to fucking fix this team next season then. You have to fix this team. You really do. Because that'll be completely embarrassing. That's what the Cowboys most likely are going to play. 
you're most likely going to face Brady and the Bucs. I mean, is there still a chance the Buccaneers don't win the NFC South? Yeah, there's still a chance. A little bit of a chance. But there's no way way they're losing that division. There's no way. I don't see it happening. If they lose to the Cardinals on Christmas Day on Sunday, then, uh, well, just maybe they might. But right now, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening at all. I just don't. So you got to figure it the fuck out quickly. I know this team was on a good winning streak. I understand that. I understand it completely. We were on a nice four-game winning streak. We were riding high after that Green Bay loss. So maybe the Cowboys needed this punch in the mouth. Maybe they needed it. Maybe that motivates them the rest of the way. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it does. I have no idea. They can go out there on Saturday and play like shit against Philly. But then... Listen, I'm not going to be that guy and say, oh, we're still in the playoffs. No, you got to beat Philly. I don't care. I don't care how you do it. I don't care what the score is. Beat them. I don't care if it's 50 to 49. Did we win? Okay, I don't care. We won. I don't give a shit. Win the game. Win these games. We got to win these next three. End the season strong. Because the way that they looked yesterday, they looked like they might finish 10-7. You better finish 13 and 4. You have to. I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. And Mike McCarthy said we're going to answer properly. Okay, so what does that mean? That means he's basically saying we're going to beat Philly on Saturday. That's basically what you're saying. He said after the Green Bay loss, we're going to answer properly. And you know what they did? They blew out Minnesota. That was huge. They needed that right there. And that got the Cowboys going. They wound up winning three straight after that. So I'm not saying they're going to go out there on Saturday and blow out Philly, can they? Yeah, Philly could do the same to us, too. Philly's capable of blowing us out, and we're capable of blowing them out. But no excuses on Saturday. Go out there, win this game. Again, it's not going to get us the division. We're not going to get the division at all. But it will be nice to beat Philly and say, all right, that's a statement win. That can, get, that can really get them going again. Say, all right, we're back on track. Nobody's going to remember the Jacksonville loss now. Let's go. Because Philly, listen, they're a division rival. They're a division rival. All these division games are always hard. doesn't matter who you're playing in your division. The games are always hard. doesn't matter what the other team's record is. The games will always be hard. They're not easy. But these next three games are very winnable for Dallas. Because Philly has lost this year. They lost to Washington. If Washington can beat them, so can you. No excuses. Don't want to hear it. Tennessee is in a free fall. They're going to beat Houston on Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday. But they're in a free fall. They can't beat good teams. They just can't. It's simple as that. They cannot beat good teams. That's all I'm going to say. They can't. They cannot beat good teams at all. And then you got Washington. Washington's going to be hungry. If they're still alive for a playoff spot, right now they're still in a playoff spot. Let's say they are like a game out or they're still in it. They're going to come to play. If they're eliminated, it's a little bit of a different story. But if they're somehow mathematically still alive or if they're still in that spot, they're going to come to play completely. And you can say, well, that last game doesn't really matter. It kind of does. You want to win these games. You don't want to lose. You want to win. 
You want to win these games. Because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Cowboy fans out there that have the mentality like, oh, we're in the playoffs. It is what it is. You know, we're in the playoffs now. These next three games really don't matter. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They absolutely matter. They absolutely matter. You got to go out. You can't have that mentality. Because you already sold yourself short then. You can't just say, oh, we're in the playoffs. These games, they mean nothing now. Yes, they, they still do. They really do. That's why I'm not even that excited they clinched yesterday. I'm, I'm really not. They, I feel like they didn't earn it. They did not earn it. The fucking Giants had to beat the Commanders for us to clinch. That's like a moral victory. Oh, we still clinched, though. That's a, that is a moral victory. That's what I'm talking about. No more of this moral victory bullshit. No more of it. That's why I just didn't like the way we clinched. You can tell it's ungrateful. I, I don't give a shit if it is or isn't. If you want to say that that's ungrateful, you should be happy, your team's in the playoffs. Happy about what? Happy about what? After what happened yesterday? Absolutely not. That's embarrassing. Should have won that game against Jacksonville. I'd be a lot more happier if they would have beaten Jacksonville to have clinched that playoff spot. I'm like, all right, good. We earned it. We didn't earn this shit. I'm sorry, but we didn't. If another team has to help you clinch a playoff spot, that's not earning it. However you want to see it, it's not earning it. Don't want to hear it. I just don't. But whatever, though. We'll see what happens against Philly on Saturday. You got to bounce back in a big way. You have to. You have to bounce back in a big way. You just have to. No excuses. I don't care how good Philly is. Have they lost this year? They're beatable. You're welcome. They're fucking beatable. Go out there and beat them. It's simple as that. Go out there. Kick their ass. Let's go. Humble them a little bit. They struggled against the Bears. They struggled against the Bears. Go out there and kick their ass on Saturday. That's what you got to do. You can do it. They can absolutely do it. I don't want to hear from anybody. The Cowboys can very much win this game on Saturday. And they should. They absolutely should. There's no reason why they should lose this game. There's no reason at all. No reason. I don't care how good Philly is. Win. They've lost this year, right? They're beatable. Okay, thank you. Go out there, beat Jalen Hurts and them boys, and let's fucking go. And then take care of Tennessee and take care of Washington. This game on Saturday potentially is the last game at AT&T Stadium for the rest of the, for the rest of the year. It is for the 2022 year, but most likely the Cowboys are not going to have a home playoff game. If they were to make a deep run, it all depends. Obviously, the wild card game is going to be on the road. That's how it is. Doesn't matter what the team's record is. Like right now, we're 10 and 4. The Bucks are 6 and 8. The Bucks could very much finish below 500. We're obviously going to finish above 500. Doesn't matter. They won the division. When you automatically win the division, you automatically get a home playoff game. That's the rules. It is what it is. Listen, Tampa Bay beat us in our home in the first game of the season. It would be bittersweet to go into Tampa Bay and beat them. It would be. And listen, if that doesn't lead to a Cowboys Super Bowl run, like let's just say the Cowboys do play the Bucs in the playoffs, which most likely they will, and the Cowboys beat them. If that doesn't lead to a Super Bowl run, I don't know what will. 
I don't know what will. And you can't say, oh, it, you know, I mean, it's still Brady. I understand it still is, but he's not the same. The Bucks are not the same this season. Despite most likely going to the playoffs, they're not the same team. Last year they were good. L.A. beat them. Brady's proven that he can be beaten. Obviously, he's never lost to the Cowboys. But the other way you got to look at it is, has he lost? Has he ever, has he ever been beaten in his career? Okay, so we can do it. You got to have that mentality. Whatever day it's on, whether it's January 14th or January 15th, when the Cowboys play in their wild card game against the Bucks, most likely, you can't have that mentality going into that game in Tampa that, oh, well, we're not going to beat Brady because it's Brady. You can't have that mentality. Whether you're a fan or whether you're a player or you're in the organization, whatever, management, whatever the fuck you are, you cannot have the mentality. you got to go out there and be ready. Whether you're a fan supporting the team or you're within the team, player, management, whatever, you got to have the mentality that, you know what, fuck Brady, we're going to beat him this time. And we're going to stick it to him in his home. He wants to come into our home and beat us in the first game. They want to injure our quarterback. They want to injure Prescott in the first game. We're going to go after Brady now in this game. We're going to put the hurting on him. And even the refs can't save his little ass. That's how you got to be. That's the mentality you got to have. And believe me, I know these players, I know the players on the team are definitely going to be motivated. You know players get motivated when they face Brady. You know that. We all know that. Brady's proven to be beaten, though. You can beat him. There's no excuses at all. Absolutely none. Because that's who most likely we're going to play. I try not to look deep into the future, but most likely that's who we're going to play. By the way the seeding is right now, we're going to play the winner of the NFC South, which most likely is going to be the Buccaneers. So you got to be ready. you got to be ready for that game. Simple as that. you got to be ready for that game. That's the one thing right there. They should circle on their schedule, on their calendar. Beat Brady. Because that's what it's going to take. Maybe that's what it takes to go to a Super Bowl. Maybe. Just maybe it does. That's all I want. I'm only asking for one Super Bowl. I'm not asking for a fucking dynasty and all these rings and everything. I'm asking for one. I'm asking for just one. Uno. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not, a, I'm not a selfish fan where I want, oh, I want more, more, more and all. No, I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. No, just give me one, please. All I'm asking for is just one Super Bowl. I need it. All I need is just one. And I don't care. I don't care if we go into a 40-year drought. I don't care unless we get one Super Bowl this season. I'm fine with it. At least I could say, hey. I saw a Super Bowl in my lifetime. I got to see a Super Bowl win. I got to see ring number six come back home to where it belongs. That's all. That's all I want to see. And you can say, well, that's bullshit. You're saying, oh, you, you wouldn't mind as a 40-year drought. No, I really wouldn't. If we win a Super Bowl this season, I don't care if it's 40 years later in the future that we win another ring. I don't care. That's all I'm asking for is just one. Just one. It's most likely not going to happen. Actually, you know what? See, now I'm like, I'm not even taking my own advice. Like, I'm not having the mentality I've been saying everybody, every other fan base needs to have going into the playoffs. You can't have that kind of fan base. You, 
you can't have a fan base with that kind of mentality. Or you can't be a fan with that mentality. Selling yourself short, saying, oh, we're not going to win. We don't have the team, blah, blah, blah. Can't be that way. You just can't. So I'm not even taking my own advice right there. So that's on me. But whatever. We're in the playoffs. Yesterday was fucking embarrassing. Shake it off. Mike McCarthy said we're going to answer properly. Okay, we'll do what you did to Minnesota after you lost to Green Bay. Answer back in a big way against Philly. And then win the last two in Tennessee. And then against Washington. And wherever we're going to play. January 14th, January 15th. Most likely in Tampa. Be fucking ready. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Alright guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. It was a little bit of a, a little bit of a rant and everything, you know. Had to, honestly. I thought it was gonna be a happy episode where the Cowboys clinch a playoff spot. We did, but not the way I wanted them to clinch, but you know what? It is what it is. We're going to the playoffs. Everybody's laughing at us that we're in the playoffs the way that we got in, you know what? Rightfully so. We deserve to be laughed after yesterday. We definitely deserve to be laughed at. <laughs> we do. We'll see what happens, though, down the line. We'll see what the future holds. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I will talk to you guys on Thursday with my week 15. Oh, wait, this was, that was my week 15. Excuse me. My week 16 predictions for the 2022 NFL season. Talk to you guys on Thursday.